Hello and welcome to another edition of the 21 News Podcast. I'm multimedia producer Brandon Brown. Today we're joined by Dr. Charles Howe from YSU Beagley College of Education to talk about how schools at all levels can adapt to the unusual school year ahead, whether that mean fully remote, hybrid, or in-person learning. Dr. Howe, thanks for talking with me today. Well, thank you for having me. Um, so we know school is going to be starting here in the next few weeks. A lot of people are, you know, kind of going to be bracing uh, for this new way of learning amid the coronavirus pandemic. Um, what are going to be some of the challenges of remote learning, you know, for students at all levels? You know, is it possible for kids um, to get a good education um, while being in these different kinds of, of classes? Well, most of the school districts in our, in our area are offering several options to students. And I think that it, uh, it behooves parents and families to make careful decisions about which they choose. Uh, you know your own child, and you know how your child has done in a remote learning environment this past spring. So I think that will provide you some basis for judgment about uh, which, which mode of learning is best for your child. But yes, I think that uh, uh, these, these, uh, these options will work well uh, for all children. Uh, you have to choose the right one, and then you have to adapt uh, based on the one you choose. How are, how are some of these kids going to operate where there are certain school districts who are only offering one option to come back? Maybe that be fully remote. You know, what are some of the challenges that they would face? Well, I know that some districts are offering only remote, and I do think that uh, those families face, uh, uh, um, some of them face great challenges. You may not have connect connectivity. You may not have access to Internet. And if so... Uh, you're going to have to find some uh, other way to educate your children. I know that the, uh, the school districts that are, are offering only remote uh, uh, access uh, do provide uh, packets for students, packets of work for students to do. But I think what parents can do, and uh, sometimes older siblings, uh, aunts and uncles and uh, family members can uh, supplement what the school provides by uh, developing the interests of the child. You know, a home is a great place for, uh, for learning. Uh, I don't know if uh, parents realize it, but just cooking with the child is a really educational activity. Uh, measuring, uh, there's a lot of chemistry in cooking, getting the oil hot enough when you're frying something. All of these things are wonderful education for children. Uh, doing the laundry, doing household chores, doing projects, uh, uh, just a bathtub full of water can provide uh, endless entertainment. I know my three-year-old granddaughter uh, had a wonderful time washing her dolls. Uh, you know, obviously these were plastic dolls, but the experience of doing that, trying to figure out how to get them clean, was very educative for her. So you have to judge it based on the age of the child and the level of development of the child. And then I, I will say that uh, families have the great outdoors. You have parks. If you're lucky enough to have a backyard, you have a backyard. Uh, and in parks, backyards, in the woods, uh, children can discover wonderful uh, things and they can have great experience. So uh, listen to your child. Pay attention to what the child is interested in. Try to develop those interests. Uh, if the child likes to be read to, the public library is available for you to get books. And uh, that would be a great opportunity. Or if the child enjoys reading, try to cultivate the child's interest with by getting some books. But I think there are a lot of options out there for parents. I know it's tough. Uh, other, other family members can help. Uh, family friends can help. If you have a, a family, you can share children uh, to a limited extent, uh, depending on the health situation. And uh, I think that uh, the, the parents' ingenuity is the, is, uh, 
can definitely help out here. So the parents obviously are going to be a big part in their child's success. Um, you were saying, you know, looking at what what their child most would need in in a school year, are they going to be have are they going to have to become uh, the teachers them themselves in a way to where they have to plan, you know, okay, on this day we're going to do this with my with my child and and build their sort of lesson plans around it kind of based off what the district would give well the district should be providing materials for the parents to use for formal schooling and all i'm suggesting is that the parents supplement that and not rely 100 percent on what the district provides now if you have uh, an internet connection the teacher is online with the children then it's kind of taken care of. And if you're in the background providing help and assistance to the child or uh, providing a little uh, time out for the child to go outside and run around and play or, or engage in a physical activity, uh, that's one thing. But if, if you do not have direct connection with the teacher and you, you can't access the online resources, then I think you have to be creative and, and, and think about the supplement. And you know, it doesn't have to be uh, too, too rigid, too carefully uh, mapped out. Uh, you know, the child will initiate activities and you could encourage the child to provide resources. You know, uh, just something as simple as taking the child to the park if they're interested uh, or letting them ride their bike in the park, something like that, can be a uh, uh, very beneficial to the child. And, and I, I, wouldn't, uh, I, I wouldn't worry too much. Uh, you know, the, the child reading is very important to the child's overall development. If you can encourage them to read, even if it's just cookbook directions, even if it's uh, uh, the uh, material on a website where you're uh, you know, signing up for some uh, uh, activity, uh, the, the child's, as long as you keep up with the child's reading, that's very important. Uh, you don't have to be, you don't have to assume the role of a classroom teacher you can kind of help the child, coach the child, encourage the child, and I think that can be very beneficial. Okay. Is there an age group, uh, you know, all the way from kindergarten through to up to college that are going to be uh, more at risk of not getting the most out of their education? Well, I think that the risk applies at all age levels. However, older children can be more independent and they need uh, uh, potentially a different sort of guidance. So you do not have to stand over a 15-year-old every minute, but you do have to make clear your expectations to the 15-year-old that, you know, you have uh, uh, math. It's very, really absolutely critical at the age of 15. It's going to determine the whole future of your whole educational future. So if you make good progress in math and you're ready for college, admit you, you, you are ready for college-level math, then you're going to be very successful. And, and the odds are that if you're not, you're not going to be very successful at college level. So I, would, I, I think that uh, the, the guidance that you need to give the different children at different age levels is uh, it, it's very different. But um, at all levels, the, child, the children need it. They need their education, but the education can take a lot of different forms. Um, there have been surveys uh, as recently as this week that parents don't feel, some of them, don't feel as equipped to assist with remote learning like you were saying. Um, it can seem overwhelming to a lot of them. Uh, what could they keep in mind to kind of, you know, bring themselves back in and say that I can do this and I, I will be here to help my child? Bear in mind that learning is a partnership between you and a child. You may be clueless at the computer. 
My mother is clueless at the computer. She's 96 years old. I have to help her all the time. But guess what? When we work at it together, she figures it out. And sometimes she figures stuff out on her own. So you can you can learn stuff. And the children are, are uh, we, we might call them digital natives. You know, they've been playing with these devices for uh, since, in some cases, since they were practically since they were born. Uh, and they will figure things out that you, you cannot figure out. That doesn't make you any less than a, of a teacher. Part of being a teacher is setting up the child for success, allowing children to figure things out on their own. So you, you should not be intimidated by that. Now, uh, maybe the math that they're, being, that they're learning is a little different from what it was when you went to school. Maybe the terms are different, but you can still pitch in there and help the child figure it out. Don't assume you have to know everything in advance and uh, have a 100% understanding of what's being taught. Helping them to figure things out is part of your job. And you know that teachers should be accessible. They should be accessible uh, over the Internet. They should be accessible by phone if you have a cell phone handy or by email. Uh, it's absolutely critical for you to maintain contact with these teachers and, and kind of uh, uh, enable children to ask questions. And then you ask questions and make sure you get the answers to your satisfaction. You know, when I was, uh, my children were younger, I would deal with the children's teachers and I would uh, ask my child to ask the question first. And then if I didn't feel the child understood the answer, then I would ask the question. And yes, uh, you know, I, I have a doctoral degree and often I didn't understand the teacher's response. So I would go back to the teacher and say, could you please explain this in a different way for me? Uh, I think it's important to be uh, positive, respectful, encouraging, and friendly to teachers. But there's nothing wrong with asking for another explanation or for asking them to explain something in different language so that you can understand it. We've talked a lot about how parents are you know, going to deal with uh, the back to school situation. What resources are the educators going to need, the teachers, the principals, the superintendents even, to make sure that their students um, are, are going to succeed this year? Well, obviously, this, this varies quite a bit among school districts, but we know that uh, teachers have had uh, a fair amount of training in how to use technology and some of the new technologies that have been brought into the schools like Google Classrooms are highly adaptable to online learning. Um, uh, in addition, uh, the districts have technology coordinators who will work with the teachers to make sure that their skills are up to date uh, with the, uh, these new modalities. So I, I anticipate that teachers will have a wide range of resources to provide to the children and uh, I, I have no doubt that there will be online curricula, online uh, uh, textbooks, a uh, variety of uh, resources uh, that the uh, parents will be able to access. School districts have put a lot of thought into this and they've had to be uh, extremely flexible. So this has been a period of great learning for teachers and, and school leaders. Uh, our student teachers have participated in this and they've been helping out. So they are also a resource to the schools. Uh, many of the districts in the area have our student teachers and our uh, 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 early uh, our, 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 uh, teacher candidates who are going through other field experiences available to help working with students. Do you think teachers uh, this year will be more, more likely to have to deal with uh, kind of uh, emotional distress and anxiety that maybe some, you know, younger children that might not really understand, you know, oh, why am I having to wear a mask going to school or why, you know, why are there these rules where I can't sit next to my friends and things like that? Are, are teachers going to have to, you know, kind of adapt to the way that they deal with the, the emotions of some of these younger kids? <laughs> 
Well, teachers are always having to adapt, and every day as a teacher is a little bit different day, and uh, you have to be uh, you have to be highly adaptable whether you have uh, COVID or not. I mean, your job is to be there for the students, and and part of the uh, training that we give our, our uh, teacher candidates and uh, that uh, all, all teachers have had is how to recognize uh, students' concerns, anxieties, hopes, fears, worries, and to try to reassure them and to be a, a kind of a positive model for them. And I think that parents uh, are also experiencing this as well. I mean, that's part of being a parent is being able to sense when your child is anxious, when they're fearful, uh, when they're excited, uh, and to try to, uh, to build on the excitement and to reassure them uh, when they're feeling anxious and to also be a model for them, uh, remaining calm, practical, explaining things, explaining how things work to children. So I think teachers and parents uh, both need to recognize that they are the adults in the relationship. So if you are feeling anxious, you don't want to unload your anxieties to the children. You want to be reassuring to them. Teachers are expert in doing this. Uh, teachers who have a uh, classroom experience, extensive classroom experience, know how to do this already. I'm sure they'll do fine. But yes, there will be a, a few new things that they will, the children will have to get used to and that they will have to explain to them. I, I, it's my hope that uh, uh, the teachers and, and parents will give their children some time outdoors and some time for physical activity. Because you know what, when you, get, when you run around, you get those endorphins flowing. Uh, it makes you feel so much better. You're so much more enthusiastic about uh, your work and, and settling down and, and, and focusing. And it's, it's a great uh, anxiety re reliever. It's a great opportunity for socialization. And, uh, uh, you know, children are children, let's face it. And uh, we don't need them to be sitting there all day long with masks. Uh, sometimes they've got to get out and run. All right. Well, Dr. Hal, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today. Uh, I really appreciate it. And uh, thanks for joining us on the 21 News podcast here. Well, thank you for having me and good luck to all those parents and teachers out there. I hope you have a wonderful fall.